This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Tech Guide episode 393. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me once again. And welcome to any first timers. Thanks for giving us a listen. We appreciate it. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the federal government is launching an information barrage with a new coronavirus app and WhatsApp group. Dyson has answered the call from British Prime Minister Boris Johnson to develop a ventilator for coronavirus patients. And we'll catch up with Alcatel's Sam Skontos about the state of the smartphone market. It's a really interesting chat. In the Tech Guide review, we're going to take a look at the Dyson V11 outsize cordless vacuum. It's bigger and better. We talk about the Australian device that can care for elderly Australians remotely. And Huawei has unveiled the P40 series of smartphones and we'll answer all your tech questions as we usually do in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, there's no shortage of coverage of the coronavirus this podcast included it's very hard not to be uh, overloaded with information right now about the coronavirus there's things changing every day announcements every day new restrictions every day so it is very hard to keep track up until now a lot of people are relying on social media which is kind of uh, a bit of hit or miss in my opinion there are some stories circulating on on social media that uh, let's just say are probably not accurate and closer to fake news than everything else there's lots of conspiracy theories and all kinds of things being shared there so where you source your information is going to play a vital role in the accuracy of that information Uh, what what the federal government has done now they've launched a brand new app that's dedicated to the coronavirus if you search for it it's uh, you search for coronavirus australia it's in the uh, the App Store if you're an Apple uh, user, an iPhone or an iPad user, and the Google Play Store if you're an Android user. The search term is Coronavirus Australia. There's also a, a WhatsApp group that's been started up as well, and you can access that if you go to uh, aus.gov.au forward slash WhatsApp. There's a link on the Tech Guide story, uh, and that also then brings up a page so you join this group and then you can send away to hear or to, to read latest news latest numbers symptom checks all those sorts of things but in uh, let's start with the app first this this is like a one-stop shop 
for for people so they can see all the latest information, tips on how to protect yourself and others, personal hygiene tips. I know we've been told to wash our hands, but uh, it, it does give you more information about that. There's also talk about social distancing as well, what we need to do, the latest restrictions, the latest laws now on public gatherings. There's even a, a feature on this app that allows you to register if you're in isolation. The government is really keen to hear from people about this because it gives them a bit more, a better idea on what's happening in the community. So you can actually uh, register that you're in self-isolation. So they'll take note of your location, how long you've been in isolation and all those sorts of things. Uh, so that can that can maybe help the government out trying to map the spread of the disease and hopefully get, help them get a handle on it. Uh, there are other things too. There's a, there's a link in the app that, that, that points out the symptoms. I know a lot of people are wondering uh, what, what to look for, whether they've got coronavirus, whether they've, they've got the symptoms, and it, it really clearly points out that you need to have fever, flu-like symptoms like coughing, sore throat and fatigue, or shortness of breath. These are the things you need to look out for. They're the symptoms to check. There's even uh, ways for you to know where to go for to, to check yourself if you if you do, are displaying these symptoms as well. So everything you need to know tra- for travellers, although travellers now that laws have just passed that if you do land in Australia for from anywhere else around the world, you're in isolation in a hotel for 14 days. That's the the new law that's just been passed, and uh, that, that's 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 now no getting around that you're in a hotel room for two weeks you can't go home until then so even if you live in say you land in Sydney and you've got a connecting flight to the country or wherever you live you're going to do your 14 days in Sydney so your onward journey whether you live in another state or another part of New South Wales or wherever you are in Australia where you land is where you have your 14 days in a hotel uh, so yeah that's uh, I've heard plenty of reports about that and how happy and unhappy people are about it uh, but that's a story for another day the other part of this I'd like to talk about is the WhatsApp group now a lot of a lot of people love using WhatsApp and just like whenever they look, join a WhatsApp group there are plenty of uh, ways for you to get updates it's a really handy way to be updated now in this in this case when you register to join the whatsapp group there is a list one to nine of information that you request so for example if you want the latest news you reply to the message you get with a one or the newspaper emoji so it gives you the chance to reply with a number or an emoji and you get that information so if you want the latest news type in one hit reply you'll get that as the reply if you want to check your symptoms hit three or the thermometer emoji and you'll get that response as well there's other things too: support for people and families support for your business travel advice all the basic uh, information that's in the app is also accessible through this whatsapp group as well great idea i think because they need to control the flow of information because there is as I said a lot of misinformation a lot of people uh, coming up with theories I, I think I received an audio file uh, that was sent on from a friend on Facebook talking about this woman, a South African accented woman, talking about how drinking hot liquids would kill the virus and all these steps you had to go through. Apparently, it turns out that's a load of rubbish. So be careful where you're getting the information from. This app and the WhatsApp group are a great way for you to stay abreast of all that information. It's really important that you are hearing the right information at this time as well. You want to hear more about that or read more about, I should say, you want to 
Coronavirus, uh, the the WhatsApp group and also the Coronavirus Australia app. There's also a link to the WhatsApp group there. Check it out, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now let's move on. There is some other some other coronavirus news. It's very hard to avoid it at this point, but uh, there is some good news though. I like some good stories. There is another product in our in our uh, review section that we'll talk about as well. Some good news stories, but this next one is about Dyson, and we are going to talk about their new vacuum in the in the reviews. But Dyson has answered the call from British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who ironically has tested positive for coronavirus. Would you believe he called Sir James Dyson? This happened a little while ago, and asked uh, Sir James Dyson. Dyson, as you know, is a British company, and uh, he he made the call and asked them if they could design and build a new ventilator to help patients with coronavirus. Because as you know, it, it's a respiratory disease, could really affect you, uh, your breathing, so you need all the help you can get. So the result was this product called Covent. Now, if you can believe it, Dyson answered the call. Not only did they answer the call, but they came up with a new design to the ready, for, ready to build in just 10 days. So Dyson told the company, look, put everything else aside. This is priority now. So they poured all their knowledge and all their technology into creating with the technology partnership, that's TTP, they co-created this device so they, they designed it and it's ready for manufacture now so what they did at the heart of it of course is Dyson as you know is known for its vacuums air purifiers and fans so it uses these digital motors to help move air around that's exactly what's needed in this instance so they they adjusted and re-engineered their digital motor to go into this product so their the request to create this ventilator it had to be safe effective portable so it can be easily moved from bed to bed uh, so that you're not requiring a fixed air supply uh, it can be used in field hospitals and they came up with it they, they redirected all their resources the engineering teams and they actually did it now it's going to go into production the UK government is going to have an initial order of 10,000 units and Dyson themselves are also donating 5,000 units with 1,000 held over for UK patients so good on Dyson for getting in getting involved when when it's needed we've heard a lot of great stories about this companies rising to the occasion in this instance Dyson's done a fantastic job with their covent ventilator and uh, offers high quality filtration at high volume using this digital motor that was re-engineered is a remarkable story uh, there, there's there's quotes from sir james dyson in my story on tech guide and there's also a picture of covent as well looks typically dyson really nicely designed really easy intuitive to use as well and could save people's lives Here's a company that makes its money selling vacuums and selling air purifiers, uh, selling fans, hair care products, and when called on by their government, they came through in just 10 days. A remarkable feat, and good on Dyson for doing that. Hopefully, uh, 
Boris Johnson, I don't think he's at the stage where he needs a ventilator, but how ironic that just days after him asking Dyson to help out, he gets hit with coronavirus. I think he was on TV boasting that he was shaking hands with a lot of coronavirus patients. He said, I don't care, I shook hands with every one of them, and now he's got the coronavirus. So he's in isolation. He's working remotely. Look, for the Prime Minister of Britain can do it. We all can do it, working from home. I'm sure plenty of you listening right now have been working from home for the past week or two, uh, and we'll probably continue to do that for a little while to come uh, till we get through this. But Dyson have really helped out here. Good on them for doing that. If you want to read that full story about the Dyson ventilator, the Covent, check it out, techguide.com.au. Well, now is the time for our chat with Sam Skontos. Sam is the boss of the Alcatel uh, brand in Australia and New Zealand. And he we had a, we had a really good chat. Uh, Sam, uh, I've known Sam for quite a while. And, and full disclosure, Sam's company, Alcatel, is actually a sponsor of the Tech Guide website. Not a sponsor of this podcast, but they are a Tech Guide sponsor, an advertiser. Just wanted to give you that full transparency there. But our chat today was, uh, I think it was a timely one, Sam. He's a he's very experienced guy in the smartphone space in the telco industry, and it was an interesting time to be talking to him uh, with the economy the way it is, with companies struggling in the manufacturing side of things, also deciding whether they're going to delay products as well. But then we also chatted about various other things like grey imports and whether it's smart to import products or should we should should we buy Australian buy it from our Australian stores online and offline stores, uh, and and we're just talking about whether uh, the economy is going to be able to handle flagship smartphones. Will those phones still be popular? Uh, is it now time to look at more affordable devices? So uh, it was a great chat, and uh, here it is right here he, when he joined up uh, to chat with us earlier. Sam, thanks for joining us on the Tech Guide podcast. How are you holding up in this current situation? Yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing okay. We uh, This is our third week now of uh, working from home, and uh, look, when we first set up the business uh, some 11 years ago, we can uh, basically take the business anywhere and, and still run it so we're, we're, we're doing really well and in terms of the just the uh, the current economy and just the just the sentiment of customers now the economy's taken a bit of a hammering how important will be in the months to come and years ahead the availability of affordable technology yeah that's the big thing uh, that we're looking at the moment is that how do we spread the, the, the message across to everybody uh, Alcatel traditionally has been a value proposition uh, we've got uh, some of the best phones they can buy in the market it gives you a lot of value uh, for the lowest possible price I think as we are moving forward uh, the days of trying to justify a thousand, two thousand dollars for a, a mobile phone is going to get harder and harder. And let's be honest, the uh, a lot of people are going to be out of work. A lot of people will be looking at their uh, finances, and uh, all of a sudden things aren't as uh, as smooth and as rosy as it used to be. So they have to start start to look at where they can cut costs. And a mobile phone is a bit of a luxury, really. I mean, uh, other than uh, essential communication and uh, and also entertainment, um, you could basically uh, get by without it. That's where Alcatel comes into play because we've got the best value for money phones you can buy. Yeah, just having a look, the... Uh the 3X, I think, is your most expensive phone. It's $299, and the others uh, start at $109. And, uh, and they're just about to be available in the 
uh, Alcatel's Amazon web store. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So you look at the, the 3X, it sells for $299. Um, but yet it's got technology uh, that you normally find on $1,000 um, uh, phones, such as triple lens rear camera, night mode, super wide angle, facial recognition, fingerprint scanners, and a high definition screen. So all of that is packed into a $299 value. And uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited because we're just opening up our, uh, our online uh, Amazon store, uh, the Alcatel Amazon store, and uh, the 3X is one product is available. The 1S is another product, which gives you a really, really great value for money. And you mentioned earlier the sort of flagship phones and other companies. How, how do you think they're going to fare in the, in the, in the future with their, their devices are, are obviously a lot more expensive and... You mentioned before that these are kind of like a luxury item. Like, how are the Samsungs and Apples of the world going to fare once we get around this thing? Well, I think they're going to take a beating because uh, at the end of the day, I think people are going to hang on to their Samsungs and Apples a lot longer. Um, You know, when they were, you know, possibly upgrading their phone every 12 months. It may now extend to 18 months or possibly two years and really drive out that contract and go all the way to the end. Um, That's where I think they're going to be hardest hit. But from our point of view, we're in prepaid. We cater for the masses. We're bringing technology to the masses. You don't have to be uh, living in in Vaucluse to be able to afford our phone. In fact, if you give up a a coffee every two weeks, you'd probably be able to afford our phone. And a lot of companies obviously are produced in China. Including Alcatel's, how have you? Uh, how has the company fared over the past few months? Has your production been affected? Our production was affected. Uh, we're back into full swing and have been for the last uh, four weeks. Uh, what is uh, worrying and, and concerning for the whole industry, not just us, is the the fact that the airlines have limited capacity, and therefore getting product into the country is not as easy. On top of that, prices have actually gone through the roof on uh, freight and um, that's, that concerns everyone. So as an industry, uh, and I think in the broader economy, um, getting product or getting anything into the country at the moment is not as easy as it used to be. Uh, there's certainly a slowdown and there's certainly limited capacity, which everyone is uh, fighting for. Uh, and, and that's a, a key thing. So, you know, anyone that's had stock in the country, um, it, it's bit uh, a bit like gold at the moment easy to get uh, but in saying all that where do the shoppers go this is the, the the big thing for me and this is where I think online comes into play and this is where the importance of having an Amazon store a JB online store that we're part of uh, comes into play because what you're doing there is you're making these products accessible and you know when when you're making products accessible and they're great value and they're affordable uh, your business is going to do well so I think we're okay okay now moving forward uh, just across the technology industry we're seeing that some some sectors of, of technology are surging because we're working from home and others are doing okay as well. So the the phone and our connection plays a major part of that, doesn't it? So you're kind of uh, in a position where customers are going to gravitate towards a brand like yours. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, it's, uh, again, it's affordable. It's great value. It means that people, um, you know, don't break the bank. It means that even if they take up an outdoor phone as an interim or as a backup, um, it's there, it's available. And, and like I said, you know, on, on the online stores, you can buy it easily, have it delivered within 24 hours, 48 hours maximum. It really is a great opportunity for people to uh, still stay in touch and communicate with everyone. You know, 
it's it's affordable, and, and that's what we're looking at. And we're pushing that uh, that angle. It's affordable. Let's not forget it. You know, your, your two thousand dollar phones, and some phones are creeping up towards four thousand dollars. I really couldn't justify it in the in in the good old days, let alone in the bad old days of today. And other other companies, other phone manufacturers are looking to release devices later this year. You're a bit of an insider in the industry, Sam. Can you give us a bit of an insight at the challenges they're facing? Uh, are they able? Will they be able to? Let's take Apple as the best example. They're hoping to launch a 5G iPhone later this year. What are their chances of releasing that on time, given the current situation? Look, it's, it is going to be hard. It's going to be hard because, um, despite the fact that um, most production um, uh, sites are back on 100% capacity, the upstream suppliers may not be. So, you know, the, the little manufacturers that make the printed circuit boards or the cameras or the uh, or the, the chipset or something, some little small component, they may not be at 100% capacity. Uh, they may also be going out of business. So you've got to find and source second source suppliers to be able to manufacture your your uh, you know final product. Uh, all of that will come into play, um, you know, Possibly even moving manufacturing uh, out of China into a, a back in the US for Apple. I'm, I'm hearing of some of the rumours coming into play there. All of that's going to take time. All of that's going to have delays, and it all depends on the economy as well. I, if I was Apple, I certainly wouldn't be launching a new product if the economy is not really up to it and and not, not able to embrace it. And I think right now, um, possibly over the next uh, three months in particular, maybe even spreading to six months, between three to six months, I certainly wouldn't be looking to uh, to make too many drastic changes in terms of uh, bringing on a, a new uh, model that's going to be revolutionary because uh, it's just not going to work properly. And, and of course, before a phone's ever released in Australia, you know better than anyone, it needs to go through testing through the telcos. So there's a there's a bit of work involved, apart from just production, but also getting it optimised for the Australian networks. That takes time as well, doesn't it? So I'm assuming that's going to be delayed as well. Yeah, look, you know, in order for a product to come into Australia... Um the, the right way and through the right channels. Um, you know, mind you, there's a lot of uh, product coming into the Australia through online stores who may camouflage themselves as being an Australian company. And you've got to be very careful with all of that because there's a hell of a lot of cost and effort in doing testing, testing that is suitable for the Australian market. You've got to get test reports, which are done in um, sophisticated laboratories. And these are global um, certification and testing that needs to be done. And that global certification and testing is costly, um, takes time, and not everyone can do it. So I would urge all of your listeners and all customers in Australia, now that we're looking at more and more beefing up the online channels, to be working with trusted brands, work with the brands or purchase brands that you know are doing the right thing because they're bringing in the product that's certified and tested for Australian conditions. If heaven forbid there was something that went wrong with a product that came in that wasn't certified to Australian standards, I would just ask the question of your insurance company, mm. would they cover you? And this is the thing that I would urge all Australian consumers to make sure they're buying a product that is certified for the Australian market 
we're going to see a glutton of uh, products come into the market into Australia that are not certified because people are going to be running around trying to offload stock that they, they may have, overstock that they have, especially coming out of Asia. And we've seen that in the past, so there's going to be opportunities for picking up a, you know, a, a possibly a Samsung or an Apple at really good prices, but um, may not be suitable for the Australian market, you may might. not have the, the right certification. Are these what they call grey imports, Sam? Is that what you're talking about there? Yes, yes. Okay. They, these are the grey imports. These are the, the, the products that um, you know are missing some vital aspect, some vital piece of um, software or hardware that uh, makes it really not suitable for the Australian market, has not been tested to the Australian. And the one that concerns me the most is the electrical safety standards, because that's the one that's the key. And I hate to think that someone buys something online and uh, it's, it's got a Hong Kong power plug on it with an adapter. Yeah, and, right. and I question... I'll question whether that is that's not being made, produced, tested for the Australian standards. Okay. Buy beware. Yeah, Don't so, touch that stuff. And also on the warranty side too, if something goes wrong that you're not covered in Australia, even though it might have a Samsung and Apple and they've got stores in Australia, you're not covered by the Australian warranty, are you? Absolutely not. And and if you know if you read the fine print, it might say that you've got to send it all the way back to Hong Kong or Singapore or where you bought it from and and then um, the costs involved in doing that is is another issue. So sure. I, I would I would buy from from local online stores, offline stores, a local product which has been certified and tested. Absolutely. And just on Alcatel, uh, we're all missing the football, mate. Uh, is Alcatel sticking by the Rabbitohs as a sponsor? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question about it. I mean, uh, Alcatel's made a commitment to the Rabbitohs and we're sticking by it. Uh, the way we see it is just where we, we, we've, we've pressed the pause button. I think the whole game has pressed the pause button. And, um, you know, it's interesting you, you mentioned that because I've heard a lot of stories, a lot of, a lot of comments, and there's people talking about the ARL, the NRL, and, and the players and, and the coaches and everything, and no one's mentioned the sponsors, which is a little yeah. bit disappointing because it's almost like we're the forgotten crew. But I can tell you now, we've hit the pause button, um, but, geez, there's going to have to be some strong leadership shown at the head office to, uh, to convince uh, other sponsors to come into the game. Yeah, right. Well, I hope we get to see the footy back soon. And also looking forward to checking out all the new Alcatel phones. Sam, really appreciate your time today. Thanks, Stephen. No problems. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, we upgrade our smartphone and our TVs and our laptops, but when was the last time you upgraded your home Wi-Fi? It's probably been a while. Well, the future of Wi-Fi is here for you to upgrade. It's Wi-Fi 6. If you watch your shows on services like Netflix and Stan and all those other streaming services, then this newest line of high-performance routers from Netgear are just for you. It gives your streaming the VIP treatment. The Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 routers give you ultra-fast speeds and wider coverage throughout your home. You get four times the capacity compared to today's Wi-Fi, which means you can connect more devices and stream simultaneously without impacting Wi-Fi speed and reliability. It's the biggest revolution in Wi-Fi ever, and you can be one of the first to have the next generation of Wi-Fi 6 technology with a Netgear Nighthawk router. Turn your Wi-Fi up to 6 with a Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 router. Go check it out today, netgear.com slash Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash Wi-Fi and the number 6. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Well, we mentioned Dyson earlier, and uh, they're, they're answering the call for the new ventilator, but we did also see a new product release, and we got our hands on it. It's the new V11 
outsize. Now, this is their cordless vacuum that has, in what I've said in my story, it's a go big or go home product because that's exactly what they've done. They've released the V11, updated it with a tw- with 20% more suction, but get this, it's got a bigger bin and a larger cleaner head. So uh, you see this compared to the previous model, it is 150% bigger bin. So that's, that's where all the dust goes and what you can put into your trash can. There's pictures of it side by side with last year's model. But also the cleaner head. So this is the part that's on the carpet. That's 25% wider. So you're getting a larger surface area with each pass. So you can get round and do your cleaning a lot faster and a lot more efficiently. Now the thinking behind this was to give larger homes a faster and more efficient way to clean. Now Australia it fits into those markets. We're, we're not uh, a country that has uh, everyone living in apartments and really small places. There is there are a lot of more larger homes in Australia, and that that's what the research showed is they they larger homes needed a product that offered that deeper cleaning but also could cover larger areas. So what does Dyson do? Make a bigger bin so that you don't have to, less interruptions, but also a larger, cleaner head as well to cover more area. So that they've combined to achieve that goal of making cleaner cleaning faster and just as efficient, even though it's got 20% more suction, so probably slightly more efficient. We've been using it for a while now, and the when the, the comparison is, is remarkable. When you first see it, you think, wow, that's big, uh, and compared to the other. And as I said, the bin is 150% larger than the previous model. So you've got a bigger handle. It's been re-engineered to still have that same balance and feel. So it's no no more effort to use it on the carpet. And that, that larger, cleaner head, it still has all the same technology as the previous one. It's just a quarter bigger. So it's 25% larger than the previous model, 32 centimetres wide. That's a lot more coverage. So if you've got large areas in your home, this is going to cover it even faster. Now, of course, under the hood, you've got the Dyson Hyperdymium motor. And this spins, can you believe it goes, 125,000 RPM. That's quick. But the other secret source on here are the 18 Dyson Cyclones. They're, when you're looking at the, at the Dyson V11 outsize, those little tubes that sort of are pointing down into the bin, they're the Cyclones. And they are literally doing the heavy lifting. It's this cyclone that lifts and flings all the pollen and dust and particles into the bin so that it stays in there. Uh, and it's also, of course, has built-in filtration. The system traps 99.97% of particles, even as small as 0.3 microns. So if you, you've got allergies and you don't want all the dust to get everywhere, then this traps it in the bin, doesn't get out. It's also, uh, being larger, I thought it would, get, it would be louder, but it's actually not. There's a triple diffuser, so not only does it balance the power and the performance, but it also reduces the sound as well, so it's less noisy than the previous one. It's noticeably quieter, even though it's bigger, than the regular V11, which was released la- last year. 
Uh, and the larger head, as I said, has the same technology. still got the dynamic load sensor, so it can detect whether when it's on different floor types. So what it does, how it works is the brush bar resistance is communicated to the motor. So if it feels less resistance, it's thinking, okay, I'm on hard floor. When it's feeling a bit more resistance, it's on carpet. So it communicates that to the motor and the battery's microprocessor to adjust the suction power. If you, everyone who's ever used a Dyson, once they go from, from hard floor to carpet, they hear it rev up a little bit so that the it, it, it promotes that uh, it increases the suction power so that you can uh, it can get out all that dirt, remove that ground in dirt from your carpets as as with the previous models it's also got a small lcd screen on the back and you can see if you're in auto eco mode boost mode and uh, the the battery on board as well gives you uh, uh, about up to what they're saying up to two hours of use general cleaning. So that's the sort of the eco mode. And the screen tells you exactly how much time is remaining. It gives you a really accurate look at, so it estimates how long the battery is going to last for you. Um, and that's great. Two hours if you're sort of general cleaning in, in eco mode. But I never use my Dyson in eco mode. I'm always in boost mode. So here's the thing. When you're using boost mode, this the this this V11 outsize, it obviously makes your cleaning time a lot less than two hours. Like you'd be lucky to get 13, 14 minutes out of it on boost mode. But that, that's no worse than what you had before. But the thing with this one is don't forget it's got that larger cleaner head, larger bin, so you can do more, cover, literally cover more ground in the same amount of time. So might might not sound like long, but that's still fair enough amount of time and you are going to cover more ground literally with that bigger cleaner head and less interruptions. You got to, you don't have to empty the bin as much. So that, that helps uh, as well. Not two hours in eco mode. Uh, that's up to two hours. That's Dyson's figure, not mine. But the good thing with this is it now has an interchangeable battery. So the battery pack, so the bottom of the handle is where the battery is located, actually detaches so you could, if you want to, keep a second battery on charge. So if you do run out in whatever mood you, mode you're using, you can grab the spare battery, pop it in, and start again. Like you've got a fresh battery ready to go. So whether you're using eco mode or boost mode, you've suddenly doubled that time. Now, the extra battery, I think, is 199 bucks. Not cheap, but if you, you want that, that extra cleaning time without having to wait for the, the, the unit to recharge itself then that's the go. The V11 outsize, uh, they also released a V11 Absolute Extra, which is the same size as last year's model, but it has that 20% extra suction. The V11 outsize also has 20% more suction than last year's V11. It just has the larger cleaner head and the larger bin. Now, the V11 outsize is available now, priced at $1,299. There's also a V11 outsize Pro, which has a gold stick and a gold gold colouring around the barrel. Uh, no different to the other one, but for that gold colour, which I think is only available from Dyson's website, it's an extra $50. So it's $1,349. 
The V11 Absolute Extra is 1199 bucks. I reckon it's worth the extra 100 to go from the Absolute Extra all the way up to the V11 outsize. Uh, so you're getting a bigger head and the bigger bin for an extra 100 bucks. If you want the spare battery, that also works in the 11 uh, V11 Absolute Extra as well. That, that's got a detachable battery also. The extra battery, I think, is worth, worth it to double that cleaning time. Uh, whether using whatever mode, whether it's boost and auto, auto or eco, whatever mood you want, whatever mode you want, I keep saying mood, whatever mode you want, then you can uh, double that with an extra battery. The Dyson V11 Outsize and the V11 Absolute Extra. If you want to read our review, check it out, techguide.com.au. Well, here's another story that uh, a product that's really come to light. It's been around for a while, but in in these times of coronavirus isolation, and the 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 news that the information that it's deadly to elderly Australians, they have been quarantined. A lot of people, I think, the latest restrictions were for seventy Australians seventy years and older to stay home, to self isolate, whether they've been away or not. Stay home is the advice from the government. Uh, now, a product that uh, can, has been around for a while, as I mentioned, was created by an Australian company called Unisono. Uh, and the, the device they've created is called the Sophie Hub. Now, this is a device that can help you care for elderly Australians. It might be your parents, your grandparents. You can care for them remotely using this product. So here's how it works. The central device looks like a speaker. There's like a volume knob on it, sits in the central part of your home, in the home. It also comes with six room sensors, so it can detect movement in the rooms. And what it does, it's smart enough to get used to their habits, so their movement, what time they wake up, when they cook dinner, when they go out, when they come home. So it recognises all their movements and remembers this then when it notices a change in that routine, it will question and say, look, are you okay? An example would be, look, you're in the bedroom longer than you normally are. You're normally up before 7.30. You're still in the room. Press the button on top if you're okay. And the person may press the button and they're fine. Now, if they don't press the button, there's no response, then it will trigger an alert to a carer or a family member. And other things it can help you do as well it, it, all these remote sensors, by the way, they use movement. They don't use audio, doesn't use any listening devices, doesn't use any cameras. So their privacy is respected. They can stay in their own home. And even if they're in isolation, you can still receive these alerts if they don't respond to any kind of uh, any prompting. So not only has it got their back in that regard, but it can also do other things like remind them when it's time to take their medication. It may remind them they've got a doctor's appointment. It may also tell them, look, it's bin night tonight, mate, don't forget to put the bins out. And it can also do things like read out text messages if they receive it. So it is not only a way for them to be monitored, but it's also a way just for the help help them with the reminders when they've got to take their medication, any other application you can think of like that, and all in the comfort of their own home, all without there needed to be cameras and other sort of equipment in the house, and all without any other person being in their home as well. And this can be used in their very own home. There's no need to relocate them. 
because the monitor's going to be placed all around the place, in the bedroom, the kitchen, uh, the, 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 the bathroom, wherever they happen to frequent. So you can put that in there. And it gives you that peace of mind of knowing that this device, he's looking after them. It, it's re- it knows exactly what they're up to and exactly when, if there's, any, if there's any change in those habits, then you get an alert for that as well. So really handy and you can buy it outright. So you can purchase it like a phone. You can purchase it up front or you can make monthly payments on a 24 or 36 month contract because it needs connectivity. So it's kind of like a, a mobile plan. It's and, and pricing is only from about $33 a month, which is actually pretty reasonable considering the level of protection and peace of mind this can provide. So Sophie Hub, the main model is to use in the house. There's also a portable version that can be carried around with an SOS button as well. So really optimal for people who want to live at home, stay in their own home longer, but also know that there is help that would or would be provided if needed uh, if they don't respond to various uh, notifications and questions through the device. So privacy is maintained, dignity is maintained, they can stay in their own home, and it's all done remotely. If they're isolating during the coronavirus dramas, then this, this device has really just shown how versatile it can be. If you want to read our complete story about that, check it out techguide.com.au Now Huawei has released their new P40 series of smartphones these are uh, these were pretty uh, anticipated for quite a while I remember a year ago almost exactly I was in Paris for the P30 Pro launch and it was under vastly different circumstances. And I'm not talking coronavirus restrictions. I'm talking about Huawei and it's now its black ban from the US, which has prevented the company now using being able to use Google services like the, the latest version of Android, the Google Play Store, other Google services and apps like YouTube and, and Google Maps. So their devices now run a version of Android uh, their own EMUI operating system, but uh, also have their own app gallery. They don't have the Google Play Store. They've got their own Huawei app gallery, which has actually more than 500 million users, I'll have you know. So it, it's, no, it's used by more than 540 million, as a matter of fact, across 170 countries. So it's quite a large marketplace. Huawei's bold plan is to install the app gallery uh, and make it the third app store. So there's the app store from Apple, the Google Play Store, and Huawei's app gallery that is attracting all these apps. So for those who are worried, oh, hang on, there's no Google Play Store, most of the apps that are available through the Google Play Store are coming to the app gallery. The other way of getting your apps to a device like this, if you decide to purchase a Huawei product, and these new phones, the camera systems on there are, are incredible. We'll talk about that in a minute. But if you do want to get your apps across to this device, say coming from a Samsung or another Android or even an iPhone, you can, there is a phone clone app that they have. So you install the, the phone clone app on the new device, the phone clone app on your old device, and it'll migrate a l- most of your apps. So I did it for the P30, the Mate 30 Pro, I should say, and it migrated, I think, 90% of my apps, including the Tesla app. 
it migrated that and that worked fine. It wasn't in the app gallery, but it migrated it to the new system and it worked okay. So these are the what what this is what Huawei's hoping for customers will do. The other thing, and I haven't even spoken about the features here, but I'll get to that in a second. The other thing that that, that Huawei are offering here is a complimentary VIP service to help you set up the device. So if you purchase this, if you might be a Huawei fan, you might really be attracted to the cameras, which I still haven't spoken about, I will, but you have the option of getting someone across. Now, I don't know whether this service includes helping clone your devices, uh, your, your apps, whether it involves sideloading the Google Play Store. There's a way you can do that. Uh, it, it takes a bit of work. I don't know whether that involves that, whether that's part of the service, but I'm pretty sure that service would include cloning your old phone across, which would solve a lot of those issues anyway. Even if you don't have the Google Play Store, there are ways even where you can download apps through the browser so you download the apk which is the little packet the little the the data that you download to launch an app uh, install an app through a browser i think you can do that with facebook you can do that with instagram there's ways to do it but whether people go to the trouble we don't know this this device isn't going to be released until the 16th of april but pre-orders have already started for the P40 and the P40 Pro. Now, let's talk about the device. The P40 uh, and the P40 Pro are all 5G devices, and they also support the latest Wi-Fi 6. Now, here you heard in our the, our sponsor, Netgear's, uh, our, their ad on our podcast about Wi-Fi 6 and their routers. That gives you up to four times faster Wi-Fi. So if you've got the P40 with a Netgear Wi-Fi 6 router, then Bob's your uncle, you're getting really fast connection there. So this does support Wi-Fi 6 as well as 5G. Now the camera is what's going to really turn heads here. The camera module on the back is not subtle in the in the slightest. In fact, when I first saw it, it looks a lot like the Samsung Galaxy S20. Top left corner, rectangular camera module. If you put them side by side, it'd be hard to pick them apart. There are some slight subtle differences, but at first glance, I'm thinking, hang on, doesn't the Samsung phone look like that? And uh, it, it is very, very similar. But there are enough things to set this apart from the Samsung devices. For a start, it's got a 1.28-inch sensor. Low-light performance uh, has been improved. It's also got 10 times optical zoom not digital zoom, optical zoom. Uh, digital zoom can, can go up to 50 times. Same uh, zoom level as last year's P30 Pro, which at the time was incredible and actually surprisingly good quality. So I'm, I'm assuming that, and I haven't seen the device yet, I'm hoping to get it shortly to review, but I'm assuming that the, P, the P40 Pro's 50 times zoom might give you the same zoom level, but I think the quality of that zoom will be better. There is also a periscope lens system to help provide that 10 times optical zoom. Optical zoom is all done through the glass. So there's no upscaling digitally. This is actual light through a lens zoom through this periscope lens. Uh, now let's talk screen sizes. The P40 has a 6.1 inch OLED screen. The P40 Pro has a slightly larger 6.58 inch screen. And uh, so there is a distinction in the sizes. 
And on board, of course, is this their camera system, which is a Leica camera system. That partnership is still continuing. The UltraVision Leica system. So there's got a the the camera on board the P40 is a 50 megapixel UltraVision wide angle, 16 megapixel ultra wide, 8 megapixel telephoto. Now the P40 Pro takes it up another level, 50 megapixel UltraVision wide angle. 40 megapixel Cine camera ultra wide angle and a 12 megapixel super sensing depth camera. And the P40 has a 5 and 10 times optical zoom, up to 50 times digital zoom. But now the P40 Pro, I'm mistaken, also has a 100 times super zoom array. So P40 is like last year's model. The P40 Pro, I'm sorry, I made a mistake there. P40 Pro does have a 100 times super zoom array, similar to the Galaxy S20 Ultra. So, and again, I haven't seen this. It does take make take advantage of the periscope lens and and uses uh, the digital zoom, combines all that in this super zoom array. And I haven't used this yet. I'm hoping to get hold of it soon. On the front camera, they've both got the same 32 megapixel front-facing camera as well uh, and also has an additional front-facing depth camera. So you'll see there's two lenses poking from the front. Uh, a new feature is called Best Moment. So it lets you choose the best frames from video. So if you're shooting a video, you can then go in and choose a frame. So you're getting a quality photograph from a video. Now, as, as you'd expect, the Huawei devices are powered by their very own silicon. This is the Kirin 990 5G processor. It also includes the new EMUI, which is short for Emotion User Interface, 10.1 operating system. And as I said, doesn't have the Google Play Store, but that Huawei app gallery can still, which is used by more than 540 million people. That's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, that's on board as well. They've also launched a new watch. The new watch GT2E has got a 1.39 AMOLED display and has more than 100 workout modes. How many workouts can you do? More than 100, as well as improved health tracking technology. They haven't announced pricing on that one yet. They have announced pricing, though, for the P40 and the P40 Pro. They're going to be priced at $1,099 for the P40, $1,599 for the P40 Pro. And I've got to say, price-wise, that's, that's pretty good. Compared to the Samsungs and the iPhones that are, that are around, This, when you go spec for spec, pound for pound, that is very, very good value. Now, as I said at the top of this segment, I don't know how many people are going to go for Huawei uh, with, with this restriction to the Google services. They do have that VIP service that will help you set up your device. We haven't tried this yet, and we're going to find out a little bit more about it, and we'll tell you all about that as well. But in the meantime, if you want to pre-order it, you can right now. You, they don't, don't go on sale till April 16. They'll be available from the Huawei authorised uh, store in Chatswood. So the P40 is going to be available through uh, Mobile City Harvey Norman, uh, and the P40 Pro will also be available from Mobile City Harvey Norman, but also JB Hi-Fi and Officeworks are also offering the P40. Pro as well. If you want to find out more about the Huawei device, check it out, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. 
The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family and your devices safe and private online. Now, we live in a world where we're constantly connected. There are cyber attacks and there's phishing scams and ransomware. They're more prevalent than ever. Big big data tracking our every move. Online predators. Lots of cyber threats that have evolved over time, which is why Norton has evolved as well. The new Norton 360 gives you next-level protection and combines not only device security, but also a secure VPN to help keep you and your family safe and private online. The new Norton 360 is all-in-one protection for your devices and your online privacy. It's available now at retailers or au.norton.com. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by our mates at Belkin. If you are in need of a charger or a cable or a speaker, they are the people to look at. Belkin.com forward slash AU for more information. Now, we've had a couple of questions. And look, since uh, more people are working from home, uh, there is a greater need and a greater attention that's been placed on our internet connections. I liken this, what's going on now, to when we first had Netflix in Australia. Before Netflix, our Wi-Fi, yeah, was there. We used to browse the web. Some of us played games on it. And no one streamed anything because it was we had other means of watching stuff. And when Netflix arrived, we were suddenly wanting to stream content, 4K content, and smart TVs, we wanted all these connections, and suddenly people were paying attention to the quality of their Wi-Fi network. And now as a result, they went out and bought mesh Wi-Fi routers, I think the Netgear Orbi comes to mind, uh, the Google Wi-Fi, D-Link Cover, all these, these mesh Wi-Fi routers just spiked in sales. Now, we're seeing the same thing, the same kind of demand and upgrade that we saw then now with this drama with us all working from home not only working from home but kids also home learning as well i've had countless emails of people saying we're all working from home the wi-fi is rubbish what do i do how can i make it better now the common question that people have and that's the reason i'm talking about this in the help desk right now people are under the impression that if they buy a new modem they can somehow make the internet come into their home faster Unfortunately, that's not the case. You have no control at how fast your internet is when it hits your house. If hopefully you've paid for a speed pack on the NBN that matches that speed, well and good. 99% of you, if you connect a laptop to your modem with a cable, you'll find that the speed is matching what you're paying for. Now, the problem that other that people see and the complaints I receive is when people are on their, they've got their smart TV in the middle of the house, they're on their mobile phones and laptops, and the speed's rubbish because it's not their, the NBN that's letting them down, it's because their Wi-Fi router is letting them down. So when the NBN provides you with a modem router, the modem part's great. It does the job, brings the internet into your house, but the Wi-Fi part, the router part, is not the best. It doesn't do a great job in giving you the range from that place, that part of your house. So the answer to that would be, I can't make your internet faster in your house, but you can make your Wi-Fi router, your Wi-Fi network better. So in within your network, the streaming to your devices, all the data you're using from all around the house can be a lot faster. 
So, yes, we can make your Wi-Fi better, but I'm sorry, I can't make your internet come into your house faster. Uh, the other quick question I had too was a uh, person receiving an email which from Apple, uh, which which she uh, contacted me saying, look, is this legit? Uh, is this real? Like the email read, uh, you're nearly at the end of your iCloud storage. Uh, click here to upgrade for $1.49. Um, she asked me, is this real? And the obvious answer to that is, well, you can check if you've got iCloud. If you've got an iOS device, you've got an iPhone, you've got an iPad, even your Mac uses iCloud storage. So check on your device whether you what level of storage you have, whether there is that availability to go to the next level. So to check whether this email is actually accurate, I've got iCloud and I get this same email and it's legit. But the best way, and this doesn't just come, this isn't just talking about iCloud emails, any email you receive, if, if a bank tells you, oh, look, your account's been compromised, don't trust the email. Go and check your bank account. Go check with your bank. So don't go clicking on anything, in this, this included. Very good of her to be cautious about that. That's how we should be. But the easiest way to check in the case of iCloud, check your device. Go into the device, see if there is, the, uh, your iCloud is running out. That will be that'll be the answer, and good good on you for checking with us to see whether that's legit email. It sounds like it is, but it's no is no harm in checking. You're listening to Tech Guide. And that's full time on this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Everything we've talked about is at techguide.com.au. And feel free to get in touch with us. Email is info at techguide.com.au or click on the icon with the, uh, there's a Belkin logo on the Ask Stephen icon. And that, that will open up a form and that email will hit my inbox and I'll get back to you ASAP. We want to give a special shout-out, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the brands that support us. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, more than ever, stay safe and stay connected.